Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If Jeffrey Dahmer were to be alive today, how would the rise of social media affect his criminal career? That was a question one of you asked me on Instagram in the DMs, and I thought that was such a fascinating thing to explore and to just discuss. Um, and probably the coolest question I've ever been asked to cover on this podcast. So thank you so much, Sergio. Love it. Also, by the way, you can always ask me questions about uh, anything that you want to know, whether it's somebody's personal brand um, that you want me to dive into or just questions about you know, the art of personal branding and the business of influence and, and all of that. So questions are always welcome. Um, but if Jeffrey Dahmer were to be alive today, how would the rise of social media affect his, his criminal career? You know, it's interesting because when I was watching the Netflix show Dahmer about him, I found it fascinating that their production team went into the same, very similar exploration that I would go with my clients. Um, as you have heard in, in the uh, case study about Kanye West on this on this podcast, um, a lot of who you are and who you become is very much programmed during the time when you are a child, in your childhood. And we see that with Jeffrey Dahmer very clearly, right? He felt very emotionally neglected. He felt unaccepted. He, on a lot of different fronts, you know, societally because he was gay, but also um, in his home life because his parents were preoccupied with their relationship, you know, with his grandmother because she was religious and he wasn't. Um, And of course, within society in general, he didn't feel like he really connected to other people because he felt he was different. And that difference was obviously the, the, need to murder, right? So some of those same explorations of like, what was your childhood like? You know, what are, what are some of those experiences that you've had? You probably, if you, if you do go to therapy, you've probably discussed in therapy, but if you were building a personal brand, you will, and decide to come to me for help, you will also be discussing those things with me, which is why I have an NDA clause for all of my clients, because, you know, those, a lot of that information is proprietary unless you choose to tell that story and it's not my place to tell that for you. Um, so his childhood almost like hardwired how he was going to be developing um, as not just a person, not just with his friends and relationships and so on, but as a criminal. When people say hurt people hurt people, this is what they mean. It's all it all ties back to your childhood, um, and you know 
also the positive things that you're known for go back to your childhood, your passions, the, the kind of employee that you become, the kind of leader you become, the kind of friend you are, you know, a lot of those things, the way that you behave either comes from the things that you had and you want to continue sharing with other people or the things that you didn't have and you either want to take away from other people or you, um, or you want to give it to other people because you didn't have it, right? So your childhood is a very leading factor in a, in a lot of the ways that you do behave and a lot of the ways that you um, make your decisions both business-wise and personally. And so we definitely see that with Jeffrey Dahmer. And going back to the original question of how would social media or the rise of social media affect his career, I think there are different angles that we can position that, right? We have... We have Jeffrey Dahmer, let's say if he became a criminal and he was like born during this time and age and raised during this time and age and then became a criminal during this time and age, or if he was locked up and still alive today, maybe like didn't die in prison or whatnot, and social media came about, like how would that be used? So I want to explore the original angle first, which is let's assume he was still alive today, rotting in prison, social media came about, we have, you know, all of that. How would that affect Jeffrey Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer was somebody who very much escaped attention, but also wanted attention at the same time. And the thing is, and you see this in the film, and you see this if you do your own research, but if you don't, that's okay, because I did it for you. Um... (laughs) You see that he wants attention intimately. He doesn't want it from a group of people. He wants it from one person, right? He wants to feel like he's the only one who you're giving attention to. Um, or he wanted to feel that way, right? But then at the same time, you see him shying away from attention. He doesn't want anybody to know the kinds of activities that he's engaging in, right? He doesn't want anybody to know that he's murdering other people. He doesn't want anyone to know that he stole drugs from the army. He doesn't really want anybody to see him. He doesn't want anybody to see him in the same in the, in the same on the same side of the the token right like he wants attention he wants intimate attention and wants to feel like he's your only one but at the same time he doesn't really want to be seen or noticed or paid attention to because well you know hi that would be a little bit uh problematic if you're murdering people and everybody knows who you are right so If he were alive today, still rotting in prison and social media came about, I don't necessarily think that he would make any effort to get on social media. Granted, I I obviously don't know for sure. This is just from a theory. I don't think he himself would make any effort to get on social media. However, I do think that he would be the type to be very much idolized and fan fanboyed, fangirled through social media. He would have a large community of, uh, of admirers, I do think. And I know that's very fucked up to say, but here's the thing. The media and the public, we have been trained as a society to very much admire people that are either beautiful and damaged, right? So the Amber Heards of the world, the Johnny Depps of the world. Um, if you saw the High Pass documentary on Netflix, 
it makes it very clear as to why all of these, a lot of these, not all, but a lot of these teenagers, um, and you know, 20 young 20 somethings are very famous. And the minute they start talking about their childhood and how traumatic it was, you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. You know, they're these beautiful, happy people with a damaged background. Um, and the media loves that, right? We, we have Manti Teo, who is another great example of that. Um, the All-American football player, you know, who dedicated a career towards playing for his uh, dead grandmother and his dead girlfriend, who both died at the same time. Plot twist, the girlfriend was a catfish. And then that, you know, spiraled kind of his career. So beautiful and damaged is a media archetype or brand personal brand archetype, I would say more so this is like a persona that the media loves. Another token to that, and this is where this, a lot of the serial killers fall in, unless they're also very attractive to you, they, then, then they would fall into the beautiful and damaged category as well. But the other side of the token is self-aware and damaged. Or rather, I would, I would put damaged first and then put self-aware after. So they're damaged and they're traumatized, but they're self-aware. People love that because it translates as confidence. It translates as you know that you have flaws. You know that you're fucked up. You know that you're wired the wrong way. You know that you're a bad egg and you know exactly why that is. And for some reason, that is very attractive in the media and that is very attractive to people romantically as well, which is why a lot of the times we tend to overlook um, like real red flags, not like random icks, but like real red flags, abusive behavior in people, things that could be harmful to us because they're either beautiful and damaged and or are self-aware about the the harm that they're causing and it's like well they know what they're doing so I mean subconsciously that translates as as attractive to us and to in and in media not always everybody's different right but generally as a society we find that for some reason attractive so I think that he would have a lot of like fan clubs on social media. He would have a community of supporters. He would be getting fan mail probably uh, more than a lot of other uh, inmates with him. He would have people on the outside that would do anything for him and dedicate his life, their life to him. People might be sending him things, <laughs> things, body parts, other types of weird shit. I can definitely see that happening. Um, I can also see him being the type to arouse fear amongst his fellow inmates. So he, although being the quiet type, would be dominating because of the things that he has done and the things that he is capable of doing. Um, So if he were alive today and we had social media and he was like of age where he he was you know late 60s rotting in prison um he would have a huge fan club of of people who were interested in meeting him who were interested who'd be interested in talking to him who would be interested in knowing him sending him gifts fan mail all that stuff he would have a large group of admirers because of of that media archetype of being um depending on how you see him whether you see him as beautiful and damaged or and or self-aware and damaged now, if Jeffrey Dahmer were committing his crimes today and he, let's say he 
started committing his crimes today and was raised during our time where social media is prevalent. I don't know that he would be a particular user of social media. But at the same time, I think he would be somebody who would be hiding in the background very much. Like, I don't think he would be like an influencer or a media personality because I don't believe that he would want that type of attention. But I think just like that scene where we saw him step into the photo of the honor society of his school, even though he was not a part of it because he had a really, really low GPA, he put himself in that photo and no one ever noticed. So I think he would be kind of an onlooker or a user. He would be finding maybe his victims on social media. This is so fucked up to say and even hypothesize about, but hey, I'm answering the question, okay? Um, so I think that he would he would be an onlooker Um, he would be that guy that'd be like creeping in your live and like, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Maybe somebody who would not really have a profile picture in his social media pages, or he would desperately try to make everything look very normal. You know, pictures with his family, everything's happy. Everything's amazing because I think he really wants people to think that everything he wanted people to think that everything in his life was amazing and fine. Um, so that he could attract friends and he could attract relationships and partners and, and whatnot into his life. So I don't necessarily think that he would be like an influencer or media personality because I don't think that he wanted that much attention, but he wanted enough attention to convince everyone that everything is normal. So like um, I was talking about this with a friend actually who informed me that when she did her research on him, she found that the scenes where it showed that his neighbors were suspicious of him and the activities he was doing, in reality... He actually aroused no suspicion amongst his neighbors and everybody thought he was really normal um, and nothing to, to report about, right? He also, uh, in the show, you'll see makes sandwiches um, for people and I believe one of the neighbors declines the offer in the show we were talking about this with my friend again and she was mentioning, well, in reality, like people were accepting his sandwiches and now looking back, they're like, I probably ate a fucking human being in that sandwich, right? So the other thing that I think could could be, which is weird to say, but I think could he could have done if he were to be on social media, like, like you know, in his 20s, on social media, meanwhile part-time murdering people I think he could also be the type of person that would start like a business account and have like a deli and yeah you see where I'm going with this right and he would like sell this is so screwed up do not do not use any of this information and try to try to use it you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not responsible for any actions that you you take from this information or these hypothetical ideas. Um, but I do think that he would have also had, like, a business page for, like, a deli or something of the sort to get customers because then he could have gotten information from people, right? He would have their address. He would have their phone number. He would be able to look them up using the internet, that kind of stuff. So I think he was 
maybe on paper, not very smart, book smart, but he was intelligent. I mean, it takes a certain level of intelligence to like plan all of his crimes, basically avoid suspicion. Nobody thought he was doing anything wrong, despite the fact that like, I'm pretty sure his personality in real life was kind of weird too. Um, and he didn't arouse any suspicion. So that's what I would say if social media were part of Jeffrey Dahmer's life, whether as an elderly man in prison or as somebody who was, you know, on the prowl today and somebody in his mid-20s. That's, I think, how it would have affected his career. And there's... What do you think about this? What do you think about... Um, Dahmer, if you watched it, or just these theories um, for entertainment purposes only, of course, in this episode. I'm also realizing that at the time of this recording, it's October, so how timely was this request? Spooky season, ghosts, boo, slay. Uh, Thank you again to Sergio for submitting this question. I think it's interesting to think about. Definitely pushed my level of thinking also, and Um, something to consider as well. But just generally be aware that not everybody is using social media for positive reasons. And I think we will have an episode also on negative personal brands and how people build personas and or uh, personal brand identities around uh, negative topics. And um, look out for that episode because that will definitely be interesting and we'll have a variety of different case studies on people that have dedicated their career to unfortunately harming other people and on that note trick-or-treat bitch Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.